you are at Founders FAQ, answers to all the possible questions of a founder. I think the VC fund has a role, but the partners also have a role. So partners are the ones that you're going to deal day to day. When you have a, dip, a problem, you're going to pick up the phone, call them, get their feedback. So they are they are your friends in this journey where, you know, you, you basically share, you know, very personal problems, your problems about the company. So it's a very close relationship. Welcome to Founders FAQ. Today, my guest is Brock Jendek. Brock is principal at Osotek Ventures, a venture firm that invests in transportation technologies and business models. Previously, he was partner at Revo Capital, COO at Central Foundry, and consultant at CS Associates. Hi, Brock. Welcome to Founders of EQ. Hi, Ilkar. Great to see you and thanks for having me over. My first question is, how do you evaluate the founder at your very first meeting? So when I take my first meeting with a founder, there are a couple of things I look for. One of them is making sure that the founder is passionate about the business he or she is pursuing. Because, you know, this, as you know, the startup journey is a difficult one and it cannot be just an idea that they're working. On. It has to be something they're passionate about and going to spend many, many sleepless days and nights on it. Other one is, are they a good salesperson? Like, it doesn't need to be like a product salesperson, but can they convey their idea? Can they sell their vision? Because at the end of the day, uh, they are going to be able to acquire their first customers. They, are, they need that type of sales capabilities to hire their team and so on. And also like uh, the general chemistry, are, is this person open for? feedback? Do you think that we can get along? Yeah, I think those are the, and of course, like depending on the business, like do they have commanding knowledge of their domain, their business and their startup as well? Like, you know, when we ask questions that are critical KPIs, do they know that from top of their mind, like that, which shows that they're really following those things closely. And also do they know, uh, do they have the knowledge of their domain, competitors and the future of the trends of that industry, etc. Great. And on that part, should track record of a founder match the current startup vibe that's just starting? Well, that, that depends. I mean, I mean, I think like if it's a B2B business, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, in order to build a successful B2B business, I think you need to experience the problem that you are solving or you you, you should have observed it. B2C is a little bit more relaxed in the sense that all of us are consumers. So it might be something that we experience in our daily lives and so on so so it depends whether it's a b2b or b2c business i get it and pivots are kind of nature in a startup process and what you say about it how to pound pivot successfully and do you have any portfolio companies that make a really successful pivots previously yeah no that's that's great i think pivots might be necessary and definitely we've i've seen my fair share of pivots especially for example like this year has been very difficult for many many startups and founders covid-19 impacted everything and everybody in a way that nobody has seen before. So a lot of people had to show their resourcefulness and either fully pivot or get into new business verticals to keep their keep their uh, startups alive. And we've seen this in our in our uh, portfolio as well. Like for example, Fixico, which is a network of uh, repair shops in Europe with COVID-19, they start to install these plexiglass uh, separators between the driver and the passenger for the ride share 
monitoring. So they kind of utilize their existing network for that purpose. So that's not like a full pivot, but it's a, like a stopgap solution for difficult times. So I think a founder needs to definitely keep track of the right signals, KPIs that show product market fit. And, and if you are not getting the right product market fit and you there is no point in just like trying to force and force and spend resources, especially early on, I think if there are other adjacent businesses, you can jump to try them. Recently, for example, very famous example, like big example in transportation cargo, which started as you know, one of those packages you put in ride sharing to, to sell and sample consumer products, now pivoted into a more of an advertisement platform where they put a signage above the cars for the ride sharing vehicles. So, you know, that's obvious, like they saw that one thing is not working, but they had the consumer base that they can leverage and they leverage that to sell another product and service. And then that started taking off and now they are continuing. I get it. And my next question is on the fundraising side, while closing the round with negotiations on numbers, especially on the valuation part, what do you suggest for founders to focus on when they come to that stage? Yeah, I think, you know, early on, the founders uh, should make sure that, you know, the term sheets, you know, apart from the valuation, the terms of the term sheet are more or less standard. You know, sometimes, you know, inexperienced founders may not pay attention to certain details, certain like uh, control rights, certain liquidation preference rights, and etc. That can turn into problem down the road. And also another problem is like when you are raising a lot of money with convertible notes, you know, those things accumulate. And when you have an actual run, all of a sudden you are diluted in a way that you didn't really calculated for. So you need to make sure you need to plan ahead and make sure that you know that you're going to get diluted more and more in the subsequent rounds and make sure that you're comfortable with the dilution you are getting in that round. And then make sure that your other terms of, of the term sheet are more or less standard and are not going to turn into problems, roadblocks down the road when you are raising. And also like another problem we've seen is like if it's great to get high valuation, but somehow you get a very, very high valuation at a point where you, you know, your company may not justify that valuation. That can also turn into a problem down the road where then you're going to end up with a down round and that that's never good either. I get it. And what's the biggest role of a visa other than just putting money? So, I mean, this is a difficult journey. So I think when we say a VC, so I think the VC fund has a role, but the partners also have a role. So partners are the ones that you're going to deal day to day. When you have a, dip, a problem, you're going to pick up the phone, call them, get their feedback. So they are they are your friends in this journey where, you know, you, you basically share, you know, very personal problems, your problems about the company. So it's a very close relationship. So that's one aspect. When, when it comes to the fund, you know, different funds follow different strategies. But like, for example, us, we are very hands-on in the sense that we help our founders in any way that they need help with. And the leading thing that they need or they request help is business development. So we have dedicated resources that connect our founders uh, with corporations. And as a you know vertical sector-specific fund, Autotech Ventures has a deep network in grant transportation. So we are able to bring a lot of new business leads to our founders. And that is very much appreciated. And another part is building your team. So especially at the executive level, you know, some funds focus on uh, helping their founders. And of course, like I'm not going to even mention like strategy and high level planning of the company uh, and financials, fundraising as well. Mm-hmm. So that would be my answer. Mm-hmm. I get it. And you, you mentioned the team is pretty important. And 
after you're getting your price round, you're getting new investors to your board. And what you recommend for founders, board is kind of top-notch team of a founder and how to leverage the board effectively, especially after the Series A. Yeah, I would be very transparent with the founder, like make sure that don't wait until the board meetings, keep a close, close relationship. You know, nobody likes surprises. Whether uh, it's good news or bad news, keep the board updated because at the end of the day, you don't need to pitch them. They are, we are on the same team. So whatever the company is going through, we are here to help. So don't forget that and always be transparent, always, you know, share information and ask for help. And over time, you'll figure out the strengths and weaknesses of your board members. So according to that, like somebody might be really good, good with helping with the fundraising. Somebody might be really good with uh, business wellness. Somebody might be really good with, you know, hiring. Somebody might be uh, really uh, good with strategy. So depending on those, make sure that, uh, you know, you leverage them and get there. But the most important thing is be transparent and give very timely updates. Not just like after the fact, but like, hey, look, you know, this is about to happen. What can we do? What can you help with? before it happens. Yes, you're just meaning you don't sell anything. They're just inside, right? <laughs> okay. And my last question is, what are your projections for the Autotech for the next 10 years and how the COVID affects Yeah, sure. So, I mean, right now, like you probably know that, for example, like when we look at ground transportation, one of the areas that I focus heavily is logistics. And when you think of logistics, e-commerce has a big impact of that. And COVID-19 changed e-commerce very drastically in a very short amount of time. Like before COVID in the United States, the e-commerce penetration was like around 14, 15%. With COVID, it's now like over 20%. So, you know, it, you know, almost doubled the, you know, the penetration within six months. So, but then that, that comes with uh, pluses and minuses that made companies realize how fragile uh, their supply chains are. Another impact of COVID-19 was the global trade. All of that all of a sudden stopped as well. So people, companies were trying to figure out how they can solve their problems within their own countries. All of those put together, I think that, you know, I feel like supply chain, logistic technologies, whether it is helping companies plan and manage it better, track it better, or actually like taking care of the logistics, you know, tracking technologies, those will, I think, really, really accelerate in the coming years. And of course, like, you know, autonomous vehicles is the pipe dream, like that that's the future of, you know, ground transportation. But the time there is quite uncertain. Like, you know, nobody can say that we're going to get to full autonomy, whether it's in like, you know, three years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. But one thing, again, like related to logistics is autonomous tracking. So that is definitely the picking pace. Another part is uh, last mile delivery. So all, you know, now everybody is ordering stuff online, whether it's their groceries, uh, whether it's their, you know, clothing, anything and everything. So all of those need to somehow get to consumers' houses. So so uh, a lot of companies are now working on e-commerce fulfillment, last mile delivery, robotic delivery. So those, I think, will uh, accelerate in the coming years as well. So, and, you know, personally, I, I tend to like unsexy domains, you know, with huge markets that, you know, nobody else is paying attention. And logistics is kind of like that too. So whether it's like logistics, tracking, last mile delivery, industrial stuff, supply chains, 
you know, B2B businesses. If you are working, if you are a founder working on one of these domains uh, or already has a startup in one of those domains, like please feel free to get in touch with me. You can find me on LinkedIn and on my LinkedIn profile, uh, there's actually a link for my office hour. So feel free to connect me there, book an office hour. My door is open to all founders, uh, whether you are raising money now or just trying to get feedback. Uh, I'm always here. Feel free to get in touch with me. I get it. Burak, these are all my questions. Thank you for coming to Founders. Thank you. Ah, thank you for having me again and talk to you later. Bye-bye. By the way, you can order Founders FAQ from the website. It covers the answers to all the possible questions of a founder in a startup journey, whether revealing life-saving principles for the startup survival path, building A-plus teams, creating an evolving machine, setting up a need culture, or interpreting the true path for the fundraising. And you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook.